welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm almost ready. I'm almost ready for us. <laughs> almost ready. We're only starting our recording a half hour late, but yep. she's almost ready. I'm almost ready. Uh, and, and today we look at why high school reunions are always way more disturbing than you could ever imagine <laughs> as we look at John Cusack in Gross Point Blank. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. And this episode in particular, our first ever um, Commager's Toast mm -hmm. in honor of someone very special. Katie, why don't you let us know what our uh, drink of the week mm -hmm. is tied into this week? So one of our viewers who also happens to be a blood relative, uh, Sean Curran, has to give up the drink in the name of health for the next year. And so tonight is the last official night of enjoying beverages. So he is at the bar where he and uh, George, his, his husband, they are celebrating the occasion currently. And they are joining us, hopefully, live on Facebook uh, <laughs> while we toast to him and enjoy a final beverage. So his request was that we enjoy a whiskey drink. Specifically, some version of a Manhattan, a Maker's Manhattan, yeah. up and sweet, but which we don't, we have, don't have any of that stuff. So, so no. we have whiskey um, and uh, something sweet. Whiskey. I just, I just have and whiskey. I have something sweet. And I some, have some uh, lemon. Is there lemon? Jameson and ginger. Perfect. Mm. So there's whiskey in there. I have yeah, so battle oh, cry. lots of Sons it. of Liberty battle cry. Ooh. All right. So way whiskey, more whiskey than ginger. Whiskey to Sean Curran. Cheers, yes. Sean Curran. Cheers, Sean. Yeah. All right. Might I recommend you pick up drinking um, bubbly orange flavor, which has become my mm. new favorite thing mm. to drink. I have given up. Uh, I have given up soda almost completely now, and I have uh, replaced it with this orange bubbly seltzer, which I have at, at lunchtime. My That's new almost is the equivalent amazing. of other folks giving up alcohol. Yeah. you giving up soda. maybe yeah. my yeah. new. Well, favorite I have downgraded seltzer? to diet soda when I yeah. lost all my weight, Look and now you. I've gotten rid of diet soda. My new new favorite seltzer is the Spindrift Half and Half. Oh, that was very cool. So how is that? Uh, sounds it's delicious. Awesome. It is tea and mm. and fresh lemon in seltzer. We decided it tastes like Lipton Brisk, but without but the with corn none syrup. None of the chemicals. Like it's <laughs> we like we natural. have now taken maybe the only cool segment we have where we talk about things <laughs> and we drink it. And, and ruined it with we're, our we're old. pathetic we're old people. Up. We were so excited to talk about seltzer. I knew I was old Listen yesterday. To seltzers. We were like, let's compare seltzer notes. Oh my gosh. My Do you think they have seltzer dispensers at Scranton now? Oh sure. A hundred percent, yes. Do you yeah, think yeah, they yeah. do? Is yeah. that, they have they done stuff like that? Is that oh, yeah. yeah. Seltzer is okay. like the new water. Yeah, you can get it in those Coke machines. They had seltzer now. We used to have that big sack of milk. Remember the milk machine? Oh, they still it was literally like, like a trash bag sack, full of yeah. milk. You say a sack of milk. A giant Ziploc bag of milk? Bag doesn't sound better either. I, I love that it know. had the forearm server where you had that big metal thing that you'd have oh, to that thing push was awesome. with and your forearm. you pushed the little... Yeah, I uh, was one of the few people that would drink no. a glass of milk. We've talked about this before. With with dinner every night. or turkey dinner. Brian, I, do I love by a the glass way, of milk with a tuna sandwich. A oh glass God! Of <laughs> I just want to say, a glass of milk with a tuna sandwich. I, I just I have to say, I would right now. If, <laughs> thank God this whiskey so, is palate yeah, cleansing. I, I have no. Cleanse my mind. I, 
I have no direct uh, DNA connections to your children, but I just want to feel that your time around me, the two of you, has somehow, some of me has become part of your children as your daughter, Lily, Mm-hmm. loves Popeyes yep. and your daughter Eva loves meatloaf. Yep. So I feel like a part of me has been um, shared with them. Also, Eva would do anything to watch TV all day. And so I feel like there's a connection there. As yeah, well. probably Claire yep. would do the same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, so last week we did a film that Katie and I probably enjoyed more than Jim, but Jim still enjoyed it. Uh, he mainly didn't enjoy it because of Andy McDowell. We ran yeah. a yeah. poll this week and pretty much nobody likes Andy McDowell. Uh, I was shocked to find out, though, on a side note, Andy McDowell's daughter is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Well, how about that? And she is fantastic in it. Mm. So she can act circles around her mother. She plays well, uh, She plays pussy. Okay. That's her character's name. I had someone, uh, Meg Kinson, uh, basically say, I like, I don't dislike Andy McDowell, but I think she's better than the actresses that would get hired for other certain attributes. And I asked her like who she was talking about. And she said, J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, and... Um, Pamela Anderson. Now, Pamela Anderson mm. was never hired as a serious actor. Sure. However, Jennifer Lopez can act circles around Andy McDowell. I would agree with that. Week. Would Out agree of with Sight that. is an incredible movie, and she is incredible in it. And yeah. even things like The Cell, which is like a weird horror movie, she's incredible in that. She's terrible in bad movies, like everyone is. Sure. Andy McDowell is terrible in great movies. Yeah. Yeah, she I would agree with that. in... She's in this new movie with um, Margot Robbie, which I want to see. I can't Daniel? remember the name. Of, uh, no, uh, Andy McDowell. Mm. Um, that looks pretty I good. Say, but I wonder if she's gotten better. She was great in Magic Mike. I, d- I don't know. I feel like she's gotten worse. She made her name. Which she was in uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Yeah, that's the one loved. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen so I, I don't know. But okay well maybe we'll watch Jury's it at some point still out. Uh, i'd like Jury's to move on from andy mcdowell that, that, that's, is possible. that's let's move all on. right that is one fact check second big fact check i had a question and i did some research uh, unfortunately we might have some friends in residence life we have no friends who are dentists none um mm. which nope. is okay because they're all dentists are also sometimes linked with like serial killers so oh, i'm okay with I, i'm okay not we're not offending any dentists right no. now well, no. uh, well clearly i'm very anti-dental <laughs> or what is that an- i'm an anti-dentite <laughs> i'm an anti-dentite um <laughs> isn't that just that you're about you're I, against teeth i don't know i don't know it's that was hydrodental wasn't it Oh my gosh! Hydrodentroplosions when your teeth explode and they drip liquid down the back of your throat. What? Oh, that, How that is would be there disgusting. a word for that? Because it probably That's happens. Not a thing. Jim Halpert made it up as one oh of the yes. one of the there we <laughs> one of the medical conditions when Dwight was asking what needed to be covered in the new. Uh, I do love or or Jim it might have been Pam. It might have been Pam. Hydrodentroplosion. How do you remember these things? Because that made me laugh tell you... literally for weeks. Oh. Oh my God. Did I ever tell you the story? And this has nothing to do with the film we're doing. But when I was a teacher uh, down in the Philadelphia area in a school with Katie, yeah. um, neither of us teach named. anymore. No, we can name it because neither of us work there anymore. Okay. Plymouth White Marsh High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I they knew I went to the University of Scranton. And if you ever mm. watched the show, The Office, the University of Scranton, Jim Halpert uh, was also a graduate of the University of Scranton class of two thousand class of two thousand and one. True story. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the students He's basically based on me. One of the students thought it was a like a real documentary. No. And no. thought that is... we would have known Jim oh. Halpert. And all the other kids knew that this was ridiculous. And I was like, oh yeah, of course I know him. He's he's a good friend of mine. Oh, that and all the so other sad. kids just I was oh, I'm like, very sad. Very I mean, sad but if he was, it was based probably on not anybody. right. He's probably it a politician not. right now, right? Is that who do we know what happened with this kid? Jim, uh, no, I can't even honestly sure remember who it was. I'm sure he was fame and We power. put him out of his misery. No, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure he's, he's, he's making a lot more money than any of us make. Probably. Okay, just so, sorry, tangent. Back yeah. to teeth. Okay, here we go. Why do English people have awful teeth? And I thought that was a stereotype, an unfair stereotype, until yeah. I started researching this. And in fact, it has gotten so bad in England that the like this organization of dentists like the big national organization in England wrote a letter to the government and in it, they said English people's teeth are an international disgrace and a national health crisis. And they say, this is not only from poor oral hygiene, which is a huge issue there, but also remember I joked about this because the national health service issues appear to play a major role. The letter states that unreasonable targets and unnecessary red tape regulations have made it increasingly difficult for dentists to provide public health. Hmm. So much like the film Gross Point Blank, Mm -hmm. dentists are anti-union and uh, anti-government as well, we so, saw with Martin so Blank's attempt if, to take down the unions. Uh, if the Brexit happens, do British people get better teeth? No. Oh. I think <laughs> if Brexit happens, England might sink into the Atlantic Ocean. But maybe better but we dental will, care. We will get a unified Ireland, probably. The IRA the was Irish off pace for teeth. about a century. They do. They yeah. do. Not hmm. the Northern Irish, actually. So maybe Because hmm. they are tied to England. It's got to be a way to solve this problem. So many things here. Right. So many Guys, things. Wake me All up right, when that's, you're ready. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> All right, that is a lot. There's okay. a lot to discuss in this. Uh, yep. Katie, yes. give us a rundown. Oh, what is? I didn't do it. You gotta, okay. You make well, it I'm gonna. Up. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna wait. Oh, do it on the fly. I'm do yes. it on the fly. For, wait, this is like Eminem and Eight Mile. We'll do it live. Freestyle it. It's like Bill O'Reilly. She'll do it live. Um, do we have that clip somewhere? I just like, need. I just need, I'll do it live. What's Martin's last name? Blank. What? Jesus what? Christ! <laughs> All right, hold on. Forget it. Forget, forget, it. forget it. Jim, Jim, we don't even need it. Jim, we have a clip where no. um, where John Cusack will explain exactly who Martin Blank, our character, is in yeah. one of the most quote worthy moments of this film, uh, provided to us by Jeremy Piven of yeah. Entourage fame. Before uh, he was anyone. Martin, before he was anyone. Who is Martin Blank and what does he do? Here's a clip from the movie. I put one of those bracelets on. Like a low jack, you know, they know where he is at all times. I think he's at Pizza Hut right now. So let's not go there. No. Yeah. Yeah. So you look good. You look good. Thank you. You may have uh Ten years, man! Ten! <laughs> where have you been for ten years? I freaked out. Joined the army. Went to visit for myself, professional killer. 
Oh, does that, do you have to do postgraduate work for that, or can you, can you jump right in? I'm curious about that. It's open market. Open market, that's good, wow. Ten years, man! Ten, ten years! Ten years! Ten! Ten years! Ten years! I freaked out, I joined the army. I worked for the government, I went into business with myself, I'm a professional killer. That's what I did! Okay, well, can I join up? Yes! <laughs> yeah, well, there so, we go. That is the rundown. All right. Martin Blank. While you were playing that, I wrote a little thing. Okay, here we go. We bought you some time. Gross point blank. Let's be frank. John Kuzak's hot. Not to those he shot. He's back to his hometown to get the low down. His crush is a DJ. He still wants her VJ. I love it. That's probably <laughs> your best one. Uh. <laughs> Can we do it again without the rapping thing? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Can we put a beat? Can we get can we get a beat to that? Can we get a beat to that for next week and replay that? That was tremendous. There's four people watching this. That's Nobel Prize worthy. That is amazing. I don't think you understand what the Nobel Prize is. I I probably not. She didn't even know that I'm going the character's to name author. was. She didn't even know that Martin Blank was the name of the character is, in a film what is entitled Gross John Point Cusack's Blank. Last name. <laughs> um, character details. Oh. Amazing film. As not only Katie has highlighted with her rundown, but the clip. <laughs> Uh, with Jeremy Piven, which I for, right off the bat, Gross Point Blank came out in 1997. I remember seeing it in the theater. Yep. Aileen remembers seeing it in the theater. And Aileen's not somebody who went to a lot. This was a uh, a marginal hit that turned into a cult classic. And I mm. forgot how many quotable lines oh, yeah. and segments so there are from this so film. So many good lines. I mean, the 10 years one was huge for a while. I remember being at our 10-year college reunion. People are being 10 years. I don't even think a lot of people know where that comes from. What was yeah, the line right. that uh, our good friend Russ pulled out tonight as soon as we said gross point blank? He, like, he had, he had a line immediately. Was it, it is, I want to do, do you want to do some blow? No. Which no, is another no, great uh, line for this. Uh, it was about was the 7-Eleven. It was a line from the 7-Eleven. Uh, which no, I, I was, I was oh, going to yeah. pick out for us to play, but we'll get to we'll get back to that line yeah, because yeah. that's another classic line. So the so as Katie's done in a rundown and yeah. John Cusack and Jeremy Piven doing the clip we've played, John Cusack plays a hitman who has decided he probably doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. And he's going to his 10 year high school reunion, even though can we say right off the bat, nothing about the people at this reunion screams only 10 years out of high school. And that, yeah. as Aileen totally and I watched agreed. it, I said, totally uh, this, I mean, this was one of the things. We've had to suspend yeah. our belief for a lot yes. of things yeah. on this program. We're 50 episodes None in. None of them look 29. None Not of them. Not a single person Not a single at one. the reunion. I thought maybe like, maybe they just mixed up details. So this is clearly a 20-year reunion. This is yeah. a 20-year reunion. They are already so many issues with that to start yeah, off the bat. So strange. The only thing that was maybe more <laughs> unbelievable was in if looks could kill that any of those people were in high school at the time. Absolutely you could have told me that they were on a 10 year high school yeah. reunion trip to yep. Europe with Michael Corbin. So the only totally person in the movie it. who could have been at his 10 year high school reunion was the kid working at 7-Eleven. Like that's yes. the only person Actually, that was yeah. anywhere close to twenty eight or twenty nine years. I did some um, 
early fact check stuff. So we didn't have to answer this question. John Cusack was is four years older than he was playing in the film. Thirty so three. So he was a so yeah, thirty three, thirty four at the time. So that in Hollywood, I don't think sure. that's that. No, far I was of a thinking that that he Minnie Driver was actually a year younger than she should have been. Oh wow! And she, I thought, yeah. looked even younger. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah. else, hell no, Mm-mm. hell no. The guy no. that's on, um, not I don't even, even the, know mi- his name. Like the minor characters were all middle aged. I mean, they, yeah, yeah, they were all in their forties. Like, wh- like where? Who was the guy from The Walking this? Dead? Um, yeah, Abraham. I don't know Jeremy. what his name is. Piven? There's no way Jeremy they are Piven under thirty. Prior to this, the only thing I had ever seen him in prior to this is he's in the episode of Seinfeld when they are trying to cast the show about nothing. Yeah, he's up for the character of George Costanza. Now, wasn't he was also on the show Ellen? Was he really? Yes. And mm-hmm. he did some other stuff as well. He was on some other okay. um, shows as well, but not but the leading role. About, like, he the actually women? got this. Well, hold on, hold on. The woman at the, at the table yeah. when they come in. So old. Oh, so old. awful. Time out. So okay. old. Let's start, so start, old. start at the beginning. Okay. So first, hard. Thing, first thing about this movie that I the one thing that I love. This world that Gross Point Blank takes place in is not a real world. It is some no. kind of like amalgam of fantasy like and yeah, it, it's like this weird off and you you know it right off the bat when you're listening to uh I can see clearly now, which we'll yes. we we're probably going to talk about the soundtrack at some point. Um and he's executing a guy on a on a motorcycle coming down the street. Uh and then a weird Dan Aykroyd comes out with two handguns and starts shooting. Like it is ridiculous from the get and it stays in that world and it owns it and it lives in it. It's not, it's yeah, not yeah, at yeah. all confusing. Yep. And it, it, no, it, it knows it, what it is. As yes. opposed so to right. the greatest showman. Oh, so I don't freaking, we just watched showman. it again when we were on vacation. Like, Do you know, go- I have never <sighs> seen the greatest showman. So Talk. I would say you should watch it just for just the music, to the music. but the, yeah. There's so many problems with the movie. We'll do that at, a, at another date. Is this Dan Aykroyd's last good film? Oh, see, I'm bad with this. I'm trying. So to, I was trying to think was about in, it. What's our year? Evolution. Year? This is '97. Evolution was I, after this, right? With uh, which, Sean William Scott and he was in Evolution with David Duchovny and Sean William Scott. Yes, I don't think I saw that. I, he was like the mayor of the town. He I was... liked Evolution actually. Yeah, I, so I thought that's where it I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, very underrated <laughs> I, movie. I can, I can we could do that at some point. Yeah, I actually um, like that movie. And Billy Bob. I was like in that Evolution. Too, yes, I own Evolution on DVD. I might be the only person who does, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I didn't, didn't hate that because. David Dan Duchovny. Aykroyd is Do you know that clearly... the third thing that comes up when you search Dan Aykroyd's name is vodka? Yeah, like he owns a vodka company. Oh. Yeah, he owns a vodka company. <laughs> I didn't know that. Crystal Skull Vodka, He's which also is become a huge uh, topic of our favorite podcast, How Does This Get Made? Because yeah, of the he... awful mm. choices he made. He writes horrible stuff. He's terrible. Um, I mean... Uh, What's that movie? Nothing but trouble might be one of the oh worst movies God. ever made. Um, you know what's considering bad? Considering the budget trouble, and the number, number of actors that they had in it. When, when Nothing but Trouble came out, we were probably like twelve or thirteen. And I would knew be my it guess. Was terrible. And you even knew that this is this is fucking awful. Yeah. There's like nothing redeemable about this. He does he not have a good sense of humor. Film, he no, he's he, great in this film, yeah. though. 
I think because you know what? Several versions of the Blues Brothers that have come out. Yes, that's true. Oh well, the Blues Brothers two thousand is. But so I think he is. He's a person that, if he's delivering something that someone else has written, can be funny. I think he's proven that over his career. There are certain Dan Aaron yeah, roles think he, that are funny. Yeah, I think he could even maybe ad lib some stuff. He can't be the world builder of no. what no, the film the is, um, but Christmas he's great in this. That's not funny. That's not uh, let's not even talk about. You got to stop because um, you don't even you have no filter on how to pick what a good movie is. You I just was, brought us Christmas with the cranks. I was joking about both. You brought so us I mazes that and monsters for almost twenty years, and you still don't know. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. So uh, yeah, no, John Cusack—that's the, the last good thing. There's no. There's nothing. Right. Yeah. So John Cusack, uh, Jim hits on it. Is this hitman? He's kind of failed. He's a pretty crappy hitman. Can we all agree on that? He seems to be as good as an archaeologist as Indiana Jones is. Well, I think he. Um, yeah, I, I think you don't get to see him being a good hitman. I think when, by the time we meet him, he is... Uh, Given up? He's just not into it anymore. Well, also, I had the age issue here that... <laughs> so he was in the Army for five years, and he, I, that, I don't think you build yourself to that reputation in that short of period. Are we really supposed to take like like dig deeply into any of those ideas? No, just I don't know. I, so, I, think I, just, I think that's all very I, 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 okay. surface level. I don't. I, to right. me, this is a, this Agreed. is a fun movie, right? Like this is supposed to oh, be exactly. This is like Zombieland. Like don't we're, think too hard just, about it. All right. So those are those are pretty much. That's by the way, pretty much my only criticism. Yeah, because I don't, after the age thing, we get Joan Cusack. Amazing. Who I think is truly com comedically Another one of the most one. underrated actresses of like the 90s and early. She is so good with whatever she is. Her, her, whatever kind of accent and and dialect she's putting on here is so freaking funny to me. I just love her mouth. And what she does with her face when she's talking. I love her mouth. Yeah. Oh, what she so does with her mouth. I, when she's when she's talking about ordering the ammunition and, and then, then making the, a soup, soup, it's carrots. It's just the base the of base. the soup. It's not the soup. Yeah. Um, you had that is, yesterday. I fucking gave it to you. Oh, she is she's so phenomenal. good. Do you know what? You know another movie she's good, really good in that I know is probably not a great film. I haven't seen in a long time, but at the time I used to watch it all the time because it was on HBO. Was Steve Martin, mm -hmm. Rick Moranis, My Blue Heaven, where <laughs> she played the like FBI agent, whoever really was. She was great in that. She's yeah. very good. In fact, there are four Cusacks in this film. Well. There's also a yeah. reference to her character no, hold in. On. Um, hold on, you can't just buzz past. Yeah, that. who were the there other Cusacks? Um, his all he had all his brothers and sisters. Uh, not all of them, most of them. The um, I can't remember who the other one. The sister is the mom with the baby in oh, yeah. the reunion. What? Yes, oh, and blowing fact, by In fact, mind. this this movie was only made for fifteen million dollars because a lot of the people were his friends and family. Jeremy Piven was actually part of an, a, a little kid acting group with John Cusack. Jeremy Piven's parents ran an acting studio for kids no in Chicago. Way. And Jeremy Piven, John Cusack, Steve Pink, who goes on to do Hot Tub Time Machine and all those things, who's good friends with Cusack, 
writes this film with him and one of the other writers were friends all four of them were in this jerry piven's parents yeah. acting class steve, yeah steve pink is, yeah. The, is the security yeah. guard and that scene cracks there are so many scenes he's in this so good up. so good and the one did somebody call you yeah. <laughs> did somebody call you no i saw someone i saw a group of people <laughs> yeah. around. it was Look just me it's just, just one guy <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made a note about that. And, he, and when he's like, uh, can we talk? Do you mind if we talk shop here for a second? Yeah. Uh, what does one have to do for this? Well, you know, you take a taxes, two week course. Well, no, you, you, first goes, well, you know, taxes cover your basic services like oh, police and fire. My but God. our clients need a little extra. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're authorized to do uh, what we think is necessary. Deadly force. So <laughs> well, the scary thing is I actually believe that people are being armed with that little training. Oh, oh 100%. Well, and and not at just the uh the private at all uh, at all levels. Yeah. So uh, the which is the and that that goes to, I mean that goes on throughout this movie is there are small interactions with minor characters that are absolutely hilarious and the acting in each one of the cases is off the charts good and we have another clip that we're going to play um, to kind of kind of demonstrate this, I think. And Brian, I don't yeah, know if there's well, something it, else you wanted to say about no, this. No, I want to say this. You know, because I obviously am a teacher, and uh -huh. Katie is a teacher. And at the high school level, you do get people that come back. And sometimes they're people that you had kids and students you had great relationships with, uh, who you've stayed connected with, and you know what's going on in their life. And sometimes they're not. And... It can be really awkward. Oh yeah, you know who the you know who the student is, but what do you really talk about with them? It's, you, and, uh, it's always the same questions. Oh, what are you yeah. up to? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I doing? I always loved I love this this clip, and I pulled this clip for that reason because I thought it was a hysterical with some of the dialogue in it, but b because I felt like I've had conversations mildly like this the person i was talking to was not a hitman but still this i as think far as gives you, you as far as i knew mm -hmm. um for law purposes as far as i know no student uh is a killer um so here this play this clip which is a great beautifully written sequence here oops no it will play this is ken this is Kenetta. it's martin Oh my God! It's you. Hey. Oh God! You've been Detroit's most famous disappearing accents. Why? Why? You look exactly the same as Kay. Well, I mean, you look great. Is what I mean. You oh, look thank great. you. Thank you very much, Martin. You have always been very good at saying that, and not sounding like a kiss ass. <laughs> so, so, what happened? We, we, we thought Princeton, Harvard. You fooled us all, and the teachers fooled and went. No way. I guess you could say I went west. Uh, <laughs> Horatio Alger, David Crockett, Madonna Party. Well, David Crockett, Madonna Party. Of Are you still, um, you know, inflicting all that horrible Ethan Frome damage? Is that off the curriculum? It's off the curriculum now. It's a very nice tie you have on. Oh, yeah. You look like uh, a mortician. I mean, you like it? Yeah, thanks. So, you still got that whole Mary Tyler Moore thing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's a, uh, uh -huh. All right. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. Where, where are you off to? I'm, uh, I'm going home. Are you? Gosh, well, all right. Yeah. They're playing my song take care yeah um neither of you I, are that cool i can almost guarantee that neither of you interact with your students in such a cool like way like an uh, well she's just blatantly honest yeah like, yeah yes. no. i know what that 
in that way. I, uh, yeah, I, well, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be 10 years, so I don't know. Brian still uh, does I have w- the Mary Tyler Moore thing going, though. I yeah. do. I'm well, very I, Mary Tyler Moore. And I'm really bad at small talk. So I do tend to go to the like. Uh, sometimes I misremember who the kid is, you know. So I'll I'll <laughs> right. say something. Well, we, we, that yeah. gets well that's me in a trouble. whole. Um, the Ethan Frome thing is so true. That book is fucking awful. I've actually never read it. I it have not either. Horrible. I remember, and I actually. But I actually use Ethan Frome. I ask kids every year because they don't get it. Quite often, I'll, with my students, will drop in references to movies that they don't get because they've never seen it. And I always ask during the year, I'm like, are you guys reading Ethan Frome this year? And they're all like, no, nah, never heard of it. Yeah, good. They, they, um, but so are the, you my, reading my, it? I, I've read Ethan Frome in high school. Well, I shouldn't say I read it in high school. I was supposed to read it in high school. Mm. And I read a Tom Clancy novel. So instead. you can't really claim that it's awful. Well, I read never... parts of it because, you know, we used to this used to be when, like, the teachers were kind of interested in teaching because I had older teachers, which is a whole thing. Like they were kind of checking out. So we did a lot of reading out loud in class, oh, right. you know, instead of actually like having discussions and maybe doing things that were mm-hmm. meaningful and interesting. It's like uh, we're just all going to sit here and read the book now yeah. out loud. Brian, and, I keep getting uh, distracted by this like dastardly handsome man beside you. Well, yes, honest, for those who listen to the podcast, for those of you who listen to the podcast, I uh, next to me today have my high school yearbook senior year picture mm-hmm. there. I like mean, all the characters in it, his hairline. My God, to have cheeks. that hairline Look again. Look at those cheeks. To have the that hairline again. on that man. I do. I have see him. I you feel like they're there a little cheeks, bit. Brian. Those uh, yeah, are cheeks for television. I know Look it's hard to believe. Teeth. But this guy I mean, in this picture, and we'll put it on social media for people to listen. This guy, that's an attractive man, was not dating anyone man. in high school. <laughs> pretty, pretty shocking, I know. Pretty shocking. That was a resource I, that was I, untapped. Pretty shocking. I, I am was not shocked. in a I Martin Blank, um, Debbie situation. And let's bring that up now, Ryan. If you had brought Mini, that stuff to Schuylkill County, watch out. Um, Mini Driver. In this film, mm-hmm. so good. This was right in like the heart of Minnie Driver's like amazing part of her career. Because yeah. it was 97 was this and Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. And she is so good. And I'm watching it, and Aileen loves Minnie Driver as well. And we're sitting there saying, Why not more Minnie Driver? And yeah. I don't know enough about her. I like I'm trying to remember where she kind of disappeared for a while. So good in this movie. Yeah, she's great. So good. She's great. Yeah. So much fun. We were talking about this tonight uh, over dinner that, like, her character in this film, and so we have to attribute this to the writing. um, She is unlike any other character, which you can't say that very often, right? Like, I can't compare her to another character in another film. Mm -hmm. Like, she is such a unique she's very yeah she is well jim jim brought her up last week when we were talking about 90s because this is in that period of um the 90s um last week obviously four weddings and funerals 94 and this is 97 Mm -hmm. of like mini driver she probably would have been too young but she's a great example of a character that 
she might not have a ton of lines in comparison to John Cusack, mm-hmm. but every line she every scene, unlike Andy McDowell last yeah, week, totally. she is right there with John Cusack. She is bringing it in every sequence where you can feel that they are co-equals yeah. in the scenes they're in. I, at I least. mean, I would argue like she elevates him. Right, like yes, like yes, he's absolutely. awesome. Right, like he starts the movie and he's here, and then she enters, and it goes like to a whole other level. Like their dynamic. Takes well, the, the interesting further. thing about her in this whole film, when I was reading about it, is that apparently there are three versions of this film. <laughs> yeah, I read that. Did you read this too? There's three yeah. versions of this film where they shot. They did so you you do obviously multiple takes in Hollywood. So they had this thing on set where they're like, we're gonna do a take that is word for word what the script is. And then they weren't quite sure if they wanted to make this like if is this gonna be funny or is this gonna be serious? So then they kind of did a serious version take, and then it was all ad lib take. And one of the first scenes Cusack and Mini Driver did was an ad lib scene where he walks in. She's a radio DJ doing mm-hmm. a show and he walks in and she kisses him. And Cusack loved it. And he wrote most of this and he was kind of running the film. And he goes that really set what that dynamic of those characters yeah. going to be. And that was all her as an actress saying, I'm it going was like to a reluctant kiss, though. Like, it, like yeah, it, but it was it great. wasn't like it was her like, jumping at him. It was like, but her I loved, trying to restrain herself. Yeah, from yeah. Kissing I him. loved so how how screwed up she was. Yeah, yes. totally. And they were but both because screwed that up, right? made exactly. But that made it more to me like when he goes to her room later and it's the, the same airplane. room and he's joking. Yeah, exactly. But that made it. <laughs> I love that gave. But the genius of that mm-hmm. is that made it more believable that we could have a character that was a hitman and buy into this world because yeah. she brought that. And I loved yep. everything about what she brought in this. Oh, and she's, she's also, by the way, amazing and goodwill hunting yep. and I, I for the life of me i can't remember this and aileen might kill me she was with chris o'donnell Circle in a movie friends. we were yeah. just talking about it tonight yep. great in that too yep. no she's she's amazing. she's so so good and yep. you know and, uh, she probably oh, didn't get the one where she's opposite david to Duchovny. Oh, also yes. excellent. Yes, Shoot, but she is one of, of those movie? people. Remember we'll find it. I'll fact check it next That's, week. No, I got it. Lots it's, of I've got it. Remember me. It's remember what? me. Yes. Remember Lots of David me. the Company references I, like, the, this week. The song yeah. that that movie lots is of I phenomenal. as we know, I love David the Company. <gasps> X-Files favorite show of all time. Mini driver. Where are so, you, Mini Driver? What are you up to? There's, I, I'm, I, I could talk about this show, Sorry. this movie for hours. Um, yeah, because there, it's there's so, so much. Okay. The soundtrack's amazing. Love this, the soundtrack. Okay, that. let's. Keenan from Pop Addled, we we texted. We said this week we're doing Gross Point Blank, and the first thing he responded was, "You have to talk about the soundtrack." Let's talk about the soundtrack because yeah. this film. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, we have done two films where the soundtrack is so vital to it. Dirty Dancing and this in very different ways. But the soundtrack here, and I own this soundtrack. I don't know if you guys did, but it's such a good, such a good soundtrack. It is great. There's so many different things. There are two soundtracks, one called Music from the film Gross Point Blank, and the second one is 
more music from the film gross well you know what that is though i just have to say this quickly that is such a 90s thing mission impossible in 96 did the same thing and if you want to hear about the soundtracks plug for another podcast listen to light the fuse amazing mission impossible soundtrack they did the score and then they would do like the different things right fiction did that as well because there was so much music and this and pulp fiction don't really have score so they're they're using yes but they just had even more music in it yeah yeah so there let me just the blister in the sun yes keep um, read read the list under pressure david bowie and queen i can see clearly now live and let die the guns and roses version um pressure drop by the specials um let me see there's a lot of uh the q 99 red balloons let my love open the door by pete townsend uh it was like a remix red balloons Uh, the killing moon by echo and the bunnymen um uh what else is here war cry by james drummer oh white lines yeah it's so good it's so good yeah i just remember seeing this movie and i i wrote in my notes, this is one of the first times. So it was 97. So for Jim and I, we would have been seniors in high school and Katie would have been yeah. a junior in high school. I think this was maybe the first like dark comedy that I really got. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's obviously others that I yeah, had watched, but I didn't under, but I didn't understand, but I didn't understand really what was there, like that you could make something dark. And it also ties in obviously to that, mid to late 90s aesthetic of pulp fiction and these other mm-hmm. movies that were being made and it fits in there and there's a pulp fiction reference the uh pulp fiction cutout is there yep. quentin tarantino almost made a cameo in this film um because the director uh it's i think i don't want to say richard armitage because yeah, that's the that guy sounds right is, is that who is well richard armitage is the guy in um the Hobbit films, but more importantly, MI5 spooks, mm. one of my favorite British shows um, was friends with him because he was a, a protege, of Roger Corman that Tarantino loved and gave him the rights to do it. And Tarantino most was almost in this, but he, you know, it has that feel of it's talky. It's dialogue based. There's lots of pop culture reference, There's the violence. music and everything, <laughs> lots of violence. But I think the violence is really interesting. Like it's yeah. funny. It, it's downplayed. Ch- like it. It doesn't feel. Yeah. It's it's no John well, Wick. I think no, but I think Jim. The first thing Jim said, and Jim, who Katie and I almost never let finish a thought in this podcast. Mm. Uh, Jim Arguable. said the. Uh, Jim said, I think, a number one, the most important thing that was said in this entire episode from the very beginning. Thank you, Brian. This this film. <laughs> let me finish. This film. And then I'm going to slam Jim in a second with a funny story. So hold on, Katie. This film absolutely knew what it was, stayed in its lane, and delivered, which a lot of films don't have the ability to do. Now, that's me um, commenting and uh, promoting Jim. Now I have a, a Jim connection to this film oh, Jesus that Christ. is slightly uncomfortable. At the end of go. this film... At the end of this film, Dan Aykroyd is killed by somebody throwing a television at him. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, he, he is. I almost had a television thrown at me. No, you um, didn't. By yeah. a woman. That's true. Because, because of, of Jim DeSantis. A Maybe, scorned, Do you think she was inspired sc- by this film? Hell, maybe. No it's very I, possible. 
people want to watch this film with her? Brian had two did handguns you, at the time. Did you ever watch no, this film with a woman? This is a. We uh, need to get this out there before this me. Is a, a woman before this, me. It, would, it was ninety seven. I would say it had to be or ninety seven. I don't know if this person Brian, watched this, this film is a or not. Piece of the puzzle. Piece of the puzzle. Um, oh no no no! There, not that no. not that woman. Are you no. sure? Not the woman no, who threw I, a TV at I, I just want to say this. It was very traumatic for me. There was <laughs> very traumatic. There was someone who Jim had been involved with, uh, mm-hmm. who was very upset because he Jim had this had effect moved. on women. He did. Junior, we used to call him Junior got Jim. Very angry about Jim DeSanto. Junior year, very Jim. Angry. Junior, junior year of college. Jim <laughs> was like this Adonis. He was a yep. magnet for the ladies. The ladies loved. Ladies Jim. loved. Jim. I have to tell you, like and... as as Jim's chosen lady, I had yeah. many an uncomfortable conversation with a scorned woman who wanted answers from me. Yeah, <laughs> and Brian yeah. got a TV thrown at him. So yeah, so leaving so, folks in his wake. Yeah, I was so just Jim, there to pick up the uh, one of many of Jim's scorned ladies, um, was so upset that Jim had moved on that she picked up a television and was going to throw it. This. And I happened to be in the room. <laughs> happened to be in the room. <laughs> yep. Happened to be in the room. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I wasn't. I wasn't I, there. I don't I, think. Well, yeah. I think this is an unhealed wound. Yeah, I, I was not there, so I think that this wound has. Tell not me healed. who made her pick up the TV and want to throw it. Was it me? It was you. Um, who was? Who else was in the room, Brian? Just me. That's so, right. Brian, could could you have said something that may have provoked someone to rage? Yeah. No. No. So it you're was, just saying that like. It was said person seeing Jim with another lady uh, that had enraged. I was not her. in the room. No, no, she had seen what, you. With like someone. I walked, she was going to throw a TV at you. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, there she are, there are questions. It sounds fishy, Brian. There are questions that won't ever well, be the answered. The point is, the point is that throwing a TV at someone is a realistic scenario. Yes. To kill them. Done. To kill them. Mm-hmm. That, that was not going to be thrown at me. I should. It was going to be thrown. I felt and like as, all of the, uh, the all of the hit scenes, all of the scenes of violence in this film felt very believable in this world. In <laughs> yeah. this world, oh, in yeah. this world, I, I felt like great. it all made sense. You know, the potato uh-huh. bomb in the microwave in the Seven Eleven. We really didn't talk about the Seven Eleven. The oh, Unimart. I love. There, oh, the Seven Eleven is amazing. Store. It's a Unimart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. His so um, we didn't John even talk about Alex. Alan Arkin. Yeah, well, we'll get back to oh that in a good. second. Yeah, we will. Don't worry. We'll get oh. to that. So John Cusack's home is knocked down. His childhood home is knocked down. His father died. His mom's an insane. That's like a whole separate thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's so much it's to turned talk about with this movie. Conv- it's turned into a convenient mart, and when he, he like, keeps up, yeah. revisiting it. But uh, one, of the, one of the quotes we did not play, which I love and I always remember, is that so this guy is the slacker, supposed to be stoner, here? which I at the time thought of as like some kind of connection to Clerks. Yeah, because this is like the 90s when Kevin Smith put Clerks out and the guy's playing video games all the time and stuff. I, so it, it blows up. And I he love, goes, and, I love the play, though, of him 
like so into the video game that he With doesn't notice. He's listening the to metal gun music. Fight. He's listening to uh, the Ace of Spades by. There's uh, a gunfight yes. happening behind him, and I just love that shot of like the teenager in the corner, so absorbed by his music and video yeah. games that he doesn't. He's notice. listening to Motorhead, Ace of Spades. Oh my god, the Ace of Spades. I love he it. Should have I been love that whole to... scene. He should have been listening to Ace of Bass. And so then when John Cusack grabs him, right? So John Cusack yes. sees the bomb in the microwave, right? And so he's like getting out of there, grabs the kid by the shirt and pulls him out of the Unimart. And the it explodes. <laughs> what? explodes. Why did, Why did you, you do, do that? that? <laughs> and he's like, I don't you. It's not me. No, it's not me. So this is my favorite part of this movie is that there are so many times in this, in throughout this thing, the whole theme of the movie is basically John Cusack being caught doing something that he doesn't want to be doing. Yes. And he just says, it's not me. It's not me. No. And this is this is also a throwback to um, like something like Kevin Smith. He did these kind of things with Clerks, which is, I'm not even supposed to be here today. And it's that same idea of this like 90s, like put upon not being able to kind of do what you want to do slacker kind of mentality and it it plays so well in this movie that he thinks he has no control over what he's doing and even up until the end when Minnie Drivers finally sees that he is a hitman because she finds him killing the was it a Ukraine a Russian Hitman oh my God! What, what's pen. his name? Like P yeah. Peter Lalabo? Or yeah, something? yeah. Because he blew this up a dog. Dude is a badass. <laughs> Do you know that was? But interesting fact: that guy who looked really weird, right? Yeah, was John Cusack's kickboxer teacher from Say Anything? Okay, Amazing. when he played Lloyd Dobler. Yeah, that's so, where he met him, and he I brought think, him on. I, so one of the parts of genius of this film, I think, or maybe why it's effective, right? Um, it's really hard to build a character who is sympathetic and does really bad things. It, that is oh, a agreed. very difficult task. Agre absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Like it's the Tony Soprano, right? Um, Walter. Yeah, Walter White. I, it, that is a very... Walter like, To walk that line, <laughs> and I think it's done perfectly in this film. Like, yeah. You, I, to me, you... By this character 100% in all of his flaws and in all of his strengths, right? Well, like, he's lovable. He's is fully that developed. We, I wonder, is that because so much of what, you know, when we watched it, obviously, growing up, this is in our wheelhouse, John Cusack was always kind of the high school heartthrob sure. or lovable guy and all these things, but he is really really good in this movie yeah i'm not sure other people I, could pull so, it off and i think part of it is his relationship with mini driver he could do it <laughs> wow Agreed. swayze by the way watch the swayze yeah, yeah, yeah. we need to i we need to i cried Aww, i cried Brian. i admit it i um, cried i'm man enough to admit it was so, so damn good you know we've we've talked about like good acting in you know, watching what an act, like a, a good actor can do just with their facial expressions. And in this film, I think there's so much of it. But specifically watching John Cusack watch Minnie Driver, right? Like or just the baby. those shots. So, so yes. good. Oh, the oh, baby the scene. scene with the baby, right? Like, so the, those moments, right, build him as this character who loves, right? Like yeah. a character that has like 
a full capacity for love. And like the scene with his mother, even the scene in the Unimart, right? Like he's like destroyed by the fact that his childhood home is not there anymore, you know? Well, and so there's oh, all of these yeah. aspects so of like yeah, who absolutely. he is. And even like one step further, um, not just his facial expressions, but actually when he does talk, he is crafting a character and how this character interacts with other mm. people that is just so interesting. Yes. Like the kid in the store, when he's questioning him about, because he's so befuddled that his house is gone and there's this Unimart, he doesn't have, he doesn't know what to say. So he's just like berating this kid with questions that really make no sense at yeah. all, unless you know that this is where his childhood home well, exactly. used to be. And um, he, yeah. How about the guy the nuance from, of it? Who's, so good. Who's the jerk from high school who you're saying is from Michael? Uh, oh, from Walking from Dead. Walking Michael, Dead, right? Uh, yeah. So the scene. So this guy is like a drunk, right? Could like Michael he, and he's like, he's like a chauvinist. He he's disgusting, right? <laughs> yeah. But then no, but I he's love the guy that... who sold Jeremy Piven his car, which I loved. They just yeah. have this thing like you don't know unless you really listen to the yeah, dialogue. He is the car dealer. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So he's the dude that like you expect John Cusack to to punch in the face, right? right. Like, and I love like when, like he grabs him and is like, I, I don't know what your problem is, but it, like. It's not me, right? Like, <laughs> and you know, so this guy who kills people for a living, you've got this dude who is an absolute asshole, and the hitman is like, mm, no, none, none of this, yeah. none of this needs to happen. Right. You know, I just, I love it. I well, love his character so much. He starts by saying, and this is something that, for someone like me, I, I'm, and I'm sure Brian and Katie are in the same boat. Like I'm, I was never a person to be in fights or like want to fight. Yeah, but I, I was almost there for your first fight. <laughs> That's true. But there Katie, are Katie a lot of a lot of post adolescent men who like to fight. And I think what he Rumble. says here, it rang so true, and was so interesting to me. It was like when he says to him, "What do you think? Do you think there's something here? Is there some unresolved?" thing with us that we need to fight about there's there's nothing here there's no there is no us you're and i i don't know, know exactly what he says but it just it's it took a chance of like so many times i had wanted to say that to people about different scenarios um and i just Probably thought, on a weekly basis to me <laughs> yeah i just thought it was i thought it was great when brian and then gets he, drunk and belligerent with you and then he actually gets the the guy to read him the poem which is really funny and he's oh like oh my god hey man could maybe just skip to the end and he's like for a while <laughs> i feel like oh, it, there was so never good. no but i feel like there was never like a violent connotation to it but i feel like jim had to deal with me in a lot of times and a lot of scenarios oh in it that. was set up but it was not many like times when I was somebody was really... going to get violent with you and yeah. jim had to be like please excuse my drunk friend <laughs> i was not that a did not happen very often antagonist i was i was, I was, never. I was a very friendly person <laughs> i don't remember the only time i almost got in a fight was because of Lori carino she was sexually oh. taunting almost assaulted Hoboken boys you, that's not appropriate jim you, stood you, up you, you jim stood up that, for them i know i was kidding. Story. I'm totally kidding and I do think that you're forgetting a few incidents, but we don't need to get into that right now. It's fine. I don't fine. think I was ever very violent, was I? No, I you would kind. just get drunk and say stuff. You would just say stuff. Yeah, Any time like, ever almost getting in a not fight. Not angry, okay. like, stuff, I don't think. Okay. Moving right. on. Um, 
how bad is 19 mid to late 90s fashion? Mm. Why was better, everyone's suits I have and to be clothes honest, so I think big. it's better than uh, mid-80s fashion. Yeah, I'll take true. it. I well, mean, we compare 80s, this to chances are. Yeah, the chances Whoa. are out Like, I think we win here. Like, or a roadhouse. I, I'll take mini drivers. Wow. I mean, mini driver basically. The roadhouse, wears... the roadhouse outfits are not great. Oh, either. those are intense. Mm, oh, those. those are intense. Yeah, so I, I'll take the, the I think yeah. mini driver is smoking hot in this movie. I was going to say, I'm yeah, like, I would wear what beautiful. she's wearing right now. Yeah. Like, I love that she wears, like, basically a shirt and pants the, to her high school yep, reunion. And she's like, her. maybe I should have worn a dress. Nope. nope. You look um, great. Adam, Adam Arkin. Yeah. As Alan. the therapist. Alan Arkin. I'm sorry. Adam is his son. Adam Ant? Yeah. Oh. No, Who's, Adam Arkin is, he is his also son. A... Oh, big actor. No, you would know. He was a big... Ooh, I do love that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I tell you you're wonderful. I have that song on my phone. Yes, I do. I have that on my iPod. We can play it. I'm um, surprised that's not on the soundtrack. I'm so distracted now by that song. It's so wonderful. Um... Tell me who it his son is. And who is who is Adam, Adam Arkin was in Chicago Hope. He was he's a, become a huge director. You would recognize him if you looked at All him. Right. Um, but my question is this: I saw some similarities. I thought this was amongst the best comedy in the film, and it's probably only one of the only parts of something about Mary that Jim liked. If you go all the way back to one of our earliest episodes when mm -hmm. Ben Stiller was doing his therapy session yeah. as well. I think therapy mm -hmm. sessions lend themselves brilliant, uh, brilliantly to humor. Mm -hmm. And they did a great job. With well, that in, this this is, but this is totally different. Right. Like, I mean, like, is there any other like therapist patients? Yes scene that you could compare this to yeah there's a lot of it in sopranos in the sopranos. oh no oh, i don't good. think tony's relationship with his therapist yeah i don't think there's it's not ever as, a... as heightened no you th you think um, i it's been a long time since i've seen the sopranos she is fearful of her life in the later seasons yeah i think so for oh like for him in later seasons like she that is. he will be violent yeah, to later her. season yeah. Later oh, seasons. I forget this. Then. Th that's the quote that always comes back to me is one of the quotes that is sort of less known is, well, that <laughs> that doesn't sound good. That wasn't designed to make me feel good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this again, this is a sneaky film in terms of like film quotes. Like we yeah. quote Lebowski, so lots of movie. Yeah. This there's so, so much in much. this one. I, I do think this this does get sort of buried in in that late 90s. Um, you know, Pulp Fiction, Big Lebowski, yes, kind of run. Really? I think this one is like, is like the the almost like the little brother to a lot of those movies for yeah, a lot of reasons. I think but it's still forgotten. So good. I was so excited this, to watch it, yeah. and it yeah. held up. No, for this me. is I I forgot. Like I own this film, and I think we probably watched it in college a few times. Like mm -hmm. I had this film on VHS and all, but then it just kind of disappeared for a while, and I, you forget how good it how good it was. Hey, Katie, quickly. Seven hundred dollars for a prom dress in nineteen eighty six is crazy, right? Her now, dad's clearly loaded. I was gonna say, though you do get the impression that her father they okay. have a ton of money. Cra yeah. so, that's crazy so money. Though, right? I think the so the comparison then today would be like a few thousand dollars. Yeah. And I think if you're talking about like the richest folks in the town, 100%. that's probably true. Bananas. That's what? absolutely bananas. 
I think one thing that maybe made this film not kind of stick out as much as some of those other movies is that it's not stylized in the way that Pulp Fiction and The Big mm-hmm. Lebowski are direct, hmm. directing-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a great Agreed. choice. I think what this film does is it's really connecting like 1980-whatever-6 to 1996, right? There's a lot of this that feels 80s because of the music and what yep. they're playing. And there's also a lot of it that feels 90s because of the style of movie it is. And because of that reunion, I think it's just an interesting, you know, combination of, of styles. So that's right. So when you think about this movie, it's I think it is important to think that what you remember primarily is like it's nostalgia, right? Like so you to me, the the piece that he's a hitman there's these like moments of violence through the film. Mm-hmm. There's a ro- romantic, right? You'd say mm-hmm. like at the end, it's a romantic comedy of some kind. I think that that all peels away to that he's a guy revisiting his past. Yeah, right. right like, right. like that's the primary emotion, and I think that's why it's so relatable. Yeah, you can't go home. Don't don't wheel over our dog. You can't go home again, but you can shop there. There. You could Perfect. buy a burrito and stick it in the microwave there. Yes. And that is Gross, gross point, point Blank. Gross Point Blank. So good. Gross Point Blank. Oh, and if you want... GPB. On Amazon. Oh, no. Excuse me. On HBO. On HBO. It's on and, HBO and right now. If, while you're on HBO, if you want a nice companion piece to this, watch Barry, season one oh, and two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. A I gotta watch it. very similar vibe to a lot of this. It's so good. Can't so good. wait. His crush can't was wait. a DJ. He still mm-hmm. wants her VJ. Yeah. And uh, if you take a look, I, brilliant I've now placed down, Katie's picture <laughs> next to Brian's head. It's Katie and her cousin. Oh, I don't see that. At Knobel. You'd have to look at the actual stream. Yeah, sorry, Brian. All right. Yeah, so I just walked for... down memory lane this weekend. Oh, we'll, we'll get to time. that. Hold on a sec. We'll get there. All right. Game of the week. Here we go. Let's go. We have a brand new, new game. Game of the week. This week's game of the week is Jim. Play our new clip. What is it? Uh, what's in the box? Uh, what's, what's in, in the, the box? box? What's in the box? I have my amazing decopage star box, beautiful box that Katie made me. A beautiful bro- this is our game. Katie and Jim mm-hmm. will get two questions. Within the box is a DVD. They must guess which film or television oh, series is in the box. Um, I will give them a hint to start, and then they might, they both may ask two questions. They are both allowed oh one guess without penalty. So this, so this they, is basically 20 questions, except we only get four questions. Yeah. You only get, yes. <laughs> now, are okay. we playing against each other, or are we a team? You're, you're playing each against other? each other. Oh, oh God. Okay. okay. All right. So Jesus. now, I will start we, out by ha- saying... How do we decide who now, goes first? Now, I will, I, will, I will give you... Well, rock, ladies paper, first, of course. No. No, rock, paper, ladies scissors. first, of course. Let's go. Oh, good. Um, all right. Now, here we go. Um, now, I will say this to limit this a little bit. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, oh paper, God. scissors. Let's do it. Okay. Rock, do your rock, paper, scissors. Oh, it's two out of Oh, Katie won. Katie Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, my God. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Who won? I won. I go Katie first. Katie wins. Okay. Now. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> you chose poorly. You chose poorly. <laughs> now, because this would be impossible to play any other way, this film or TV show will star one of the stars Did of you this just film. Say film or TV show? Yes. I call bullshit. What? You, no, that's ridiculous. It stars one of the people in Gross Point Blank. Still, yes. I still mm. say okay. so ridiculous. Wide. You've got to so... give us. You at least have to okay. specify. Is this a movie I or a TV specify, show? I will specify. I will specify. This is a TV series. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Bro. That that features. That's your hint. That features yes. one of the stars of this film. Got it. Um, oh. Katie, you may ask the first question. Is one of the stars of this film who is in the TV show, Jeremy Piven. Yes. It's Entourage. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> That's my guess. Jim. Final answer. <laughs> you are wrong. I just really, Okay. I still get my questions. You, that was you my get your one. question. You get your question. Wait, 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 wait. It is I not entourage. No, he said he you gets get a one, question. You get a guess. If Jim, if Jim guesses wrong yeah. again, he loses. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know another TV show that Jeremy is in, so we're done. <laughs> okay. Okay, go ahead. Ask a question. Did this TV show air prior to the year two thousand? Yes. Is it Seinfeld? No. So that was my guess. Yeah. Now yeah, I but you now you have your question. Yeah, you have your question. Oh god. Oh. It doesn't have to be a yes or no question. No. Oh, perfect. Um, what kind of a character does Jeremy Piven play in the TV show? A wise ass comedic character. Mm. <laughs> That clears it up. <laughs> so pretty much what he does. Yeah. We're, Jim, your second um, question. Is the other star of the TV show is the is the main star of the TV show? Do they have a stand up comedy background? Yes. Go ahead. You can All guess right. now, Katie. That's, I have you no have idea. You Are you your kidding? Final guess. Oh, Take your guess. So this is my I have question. No idea. Jim, play our clip. Here's the question that needs to be answered. What's in the fucking box? Give me the gun. What's in the box? Jeremy Piven <laughs> is in the box. Jeremy no, Piven Jim, is in Brian's box. What's, what's what's in the box, Jim? What's, what's in the box, Katie? You go first. Um, oh, Jesus friends. Is it no? So Jim. I'm, I'm going to guess on the only other thing I know that he was in, and that's basically because I listened to Brian during this podcast. Ellen. No, I'm I have sorry, no idea, dude. What's in the box? Larry Sanders. <laughs> Jeremy Christ. Piven was one of stars of one of the best. HBO I've shows. I've never seen with that. the amazing Gary Shandling. People watch that show. The yeah, Larry Sanders really show. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. But 
it, it is, it is Katie, not if you want to know something about me, watch the Larry Sanders show. Oh. It was the basis for Late Night with Brian Costello. Oh. Our old show. Piece of your puzzle. Uh, that a piece is, of your box. Right. What's in the box? What's in the box? Brian, you have a very complicated box. I know. Yep. My box is All right, hard let's to crack. Go. Five questions? Yeah, we're running. Right, five questions. Here, Here we, we go. go. Is this me? Who's, who's answering? I'm answering. Ooh. I want the truth. All right. What makes a man? Mr. Lebowski. What the fuck is in? Would you? Why? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite favorite part of the show every week. Why, Jim? Why? Why? Uh, Thumbs up or thumbs down, senior year Brian Costello? Senior year high school? Yes. Way thumbs up. You, oh, I would senior year college thumbs down. I would, have, oh, I would give thumbs. I would senior have totally Brian. hung out with you at all right a bush party. Love it. Hey, here's a bonus. Keep in mind, Jerry would it. have to be there too. Oh no, fuck that. I'm out. I'm out. No, Jerry was nope. with a, his wife and ignored oh, me. So goodness. don't worry about that. Okay. You could be there. Uh, bonus question here, Jim. I don't think respects or cares about your amazing time in high school and all your high school he stories. He does not. Could I come to your next high school reunion yes, with you? Can. Oh, dude! Yes, you can. I went to one. We missed. I, I we missed one because Jim turned forty. I've never been to one of mine. We missed I my twentieth. I want to go to your twenty-fifth. Can I come with you to it? No. Absolutely. Would that be yes. uncomfortable? No. Could, would no. that be okay? I, w- Could I would we do introduce that? you as the third member of our family. Like, right. not even a problem. I love my head real life. I would just, yeah, I would be like, this is my other husband. <laughs> That's like, fantastic. Who's, where's your judgment coming from? All right, here we go. Uh, question two: okay. Which version of "Live or Let Wait. Die" is better? We, we oh, we did thumbs up on Brian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, wings or Guns and Roses? Guns and Roses. Jim, you can answer this as well. Which I, one would you pick? Yeah, I'm going with Guns and Roses yeah. too. I think the Guns N' Roses version is significantly it's better. It's awesome. It's a great song. <laughs> it rocks. It's so good. Yeah. Yep. It's so good. Yep. Katie, uh, fill, fill in the blank question here. Uh, your Martin Blank mm. in high school would have been? So who would have I, been your Martin Blank? I struggle with this question because, number one, I could name for you who is the person that I think might be an assassin, but then I would fear for my life. Right. Okay. Um, so let's stay so away from that one. I'm just gonna hold up his picture and say. So if you're you watching could gender swap it and say this. Molly King Cannon. It's this guy. What oh, yeah. do you not do you not want to do a name because I, we are a podcast no. again? Oh yeah, no, I don't want it. So I will just say before Columbine, he would be the kid that would be in the black trench coat okay. and you uh, would be worried about. I'm not sure that's what the we point really of the meant, question but was. Oh, I'm sorry. Skip. Okay, no. So, but yeah, here's we'll the problem on. with Martin Blank is like, okay, so he's supposed to be There's top no of the class. There's no problem Martin Blank is perfect. Top of the class, and then so, he disappears, and then he becomes an assassin. He felt like that's he was going to kill a that's bunch a of very, people. But very nobody specific... knew he was assassin, okay. even though he told them all. Yeah. My point was, okay. who was this guy that everybody seemed to love <sighs> that you would have wanted to be with? I thought you wanted me to identify in my high school class Let's just who you would have been. Next question. Uh, next, question. next question. Uh, uh, qu- uh, question four, our favorite question, of course. What's your favorite type of reunion? <laughs> a mother and son reunion? I don't know. What How many? What are the types of reunions? Can we get a drop down list? <laughs> Family Why do I reunion. feel like I am not understanding any Family of the reunion. questions? High school reunion. <laughs> I need a pick College reunion. Or a multi-select uh, I'm gonna Work go with reunion. I'm gonna go with 
college reunion. College reunions, Scranton reunions are the best. Actually, and I'm sorry, but your your class reunions are are the best. What about yours? What I, about your class? I have to acknowledge I know less people from my own graduating class of college mm. than I know oh, from your Our college reunions class. are something special. That's yeah. true. So and when we go to my college reunion, I mean, it's really just the girls and I hanging out. A couple of years. A couple mm. of years. We're going to record from Hayfee when we do the next college reunion. Can't wait. It's going to be a Unimart. Uh, give a little feedback it's, on that guy. It's going to be a Unimart by the time. It's 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 already in the works. Don't worry. Okay, I'm having lunch with, What are you doing I'm, here? I'm having lunch with Pat Morgan tomorrow, or it's already in the works. Are you worry. really? Yes, we are. Yay! Where? Um, Sunday school? On, on the Cape. Mm. We're having Will lunch on please? the Cape. Will you please? We need pictures of the two of you holding crabs. I would like pictures of you guys just holding hands in the sunset. Or holding each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll teach you. Yeah. Or the embrace. Sunday school hats. We need something. Not good. an embrace. Just um, hands, dude. Don't go too far. Deep thoughts question. Vanilla would nuts eight, Would 18-year-old <laughs> Katie Curran yeah. have been friends with 28-year-old Katie DeSanto? Wow. So this feels friends? awkward. <laughs> That feels How like many an awkward ten years older conversation. I mean, that's a ten year gap. No, I, I meant like would enjoy you the company have, of yeah, that person? So the like, company would, of that person. Mm, that's a great question. Uh probably not. Probably not. No, I think I think those ten years I was like a wildly different human being within those ten years. So similar to uh Gross Point Blank, right? Like I feel yeah. like He's no, yeah. yeah. He's revisiting an earlier version of himself that I can't is remember like. Remember what I was doing when I was twenty eight. Twenty eight. We were married. Well, you were. You were we married. didn't have kids yet. No yeah. kids. We were living married, the dream. No kids. Living the dream. Living the dream. On the top Hill. of our tree. You were getting Hanging pulled out, over by cops with your tinted TV. windows oh my repeatedly. God, you were getting pulled over all the that time. Happened once. <laughs> tinted tinted windows in your car. Oh, once no. you once the, for the tinted windows. Did you have the VW? Did you right have when I shouldn't have. The VW? No, not yet. No. Taurus still? Yeah. 28? Yeah. Rocking the black Ford Taurus. Yeah. Anyway, so no, I don't think they would be friends. I don't no, think I don't no think eighteen year old Katie and twenty eight year old Katie. I think I would have been great friends with eighteen year old Jim at twenty eight. You think so? Mm-hmm. So so does that mean that you don't think that you changed very much in those ten years? No, Is that what I that think means? no, I think I think the change the change was like what eighteen year old Jim would be sort of like you would have looked at. About. 28 year old Jim, you've been like, this is a guy I want to, I want to, I want to get to know this guy. Yeah. I think so. That's cool. I like that. 18 for me was like before all of the good stuff happened. I think 38 even more, maybe. Oh, I like 38 year old Jim. Yeah. Yeah. I liked 28 year old Jim too. Mm -hmm. Um, love it. Fun fact this might be a little bit unnecessary details. Uh, we were in the woods this weekend. Me and the girls found a tick at the campsite. I had to like do the thing, like crush the tick sort of thing. And so um, Jim's going to check me for ticks later. No, oh, love it. <laughs> are you going to play the? Are you going to play the song? No. Check her for ticks. No. Had to I check her for ticks. I'm just going to set her tonight. on fire momentarily, and she's going to put it out quickly. <laughs> she's going to become the human yeah. human torch. <laughs> All right. Uh, the most everything. important question is day. this, though. 
what's in the box? Is there a tick? Is there a tick? There's a tick in the box. There's a show. There's a tick in the box. Is there a tick in the box? Justin Timberlake would love this. No, what's it, it, What's in the box? Um, what, what was that? I didn't even want to know what that was. Um, oh, love it! Watch out! Uh, listen, naughty. Okay. L- listen, get, get crazy. We're gonna light crazy. some light some candles gonna, in your door. We're gonna room. light some candles. Get, we're gonna check get, the ticks. Get, get a get a double mattress. <laughs> Katie's gonna hate what double. we're watching next. Play by some, the way. Play some mazes and monsters. You're gonna make you're gonna make Aileen watch this with you, Brian. What is this? What oh, are we Aileen's watching? Aileen's excited about this one. Tell me. Uh, so Jim's last film choice was mazes and monsters. How of does course. Jim get to choose again? Uh, this was set up long ago. It's, it's, it's yeah, so this is set up long. This timely. is like a long time uh, since Katie's chosen anything. Uh, you don't even know the characters in the movie we pick, which is part of the reason you're not picking films. Oh, oh um, is this so? I thought I thought the last month was randomized. It was. You then, just didn't win. Well, my, but I'm saying my we did a film. You didn't even know what John Cusack's character's oh, name please. was, and the film was Gross Court Pine. Uh, next week we are doing <laughs> it, Chapter One. Oh, I'm alright with that. Yes, I mean, this I is a went great film. The trauma of I will spo- spoiler time. alert. I think it, Chapter One, is my favorite Stephen King adaptation of all time. I actually just talked about this movie today, believe it or not, and Jim wasn't even present. And that is high praise considering there are, well, I would say 90% of Stephen King adaptations are garbage, but there are three or four that are out of control great movies. We only do good Stephen King adaptions on this film. I don't know if that that feels like an early pronouncement to make. Well, we've done The Shining and we're going to do this. Oh, yeah. We can so do, we won't do other say what's going to happen after this point. Shawshank. Oh, oh good choice. Uh, the body. Green yeah. Mile. Carry yeah. Green Mile's not that good. Green Mile. Uh, I like Green Mile. Uh, it's okay. Stand by me. Yeah, it's good. Stima. Mm-hmm. The stand. All good. Uh, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review. And mm-hmm. we are awful at promoting this idea. That's but right. if you do listen to us, please review because in the con- in the podcast world this actually means yeah, it helps something. It and actually helps us. We didn't get there this year, but we're promising next year the Lebowski Fest in Kentucky. Oh, I oh, wanted to go we? so bad. $10,000 you get. <laughs> we uh, unfortunately unfortunately um uh, unfortunately Brian one third of this podcast decided <laughs> to have a child uh, yeah. about the week that the Lebowski Fest, Poor or excuse me, the choices. Cock, cock Shady Fact Poor is decision. going. Well, let's be honest. We all decided that you were having a baby. Like we all met. <laughs> and we're like, it's time for you to have a baby. As right? the third member of this it's, marriage, this is this is very much like Scientology. <laughs> we all get together, make some group decisions about. It's time who, for one of us to have another child. Yeah. Child. That must be uh, a thing. Yes. And it must be a com major. We'll get a dog. You guys have a baby. Yeah, you got a dog. Dude, uh, how about this? I, shit? I got a child. Jim, look at your, how funny the perspective your, is right now you, in the shot. Let's do it the opposite way. I think it'd be even funnier. Okay. Wait, back and forth. No, now you go forward. No, okay. Now, now do it. Now go back. Now do it again. We are doing okay. <laughs> so somebody listening to the podcast will have no idea. And hopefully Jim hopefully Jim 
We'll edit all this out. Uh, just we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop right now. If you're listening to the podcast, we're going off. If you're on Facebook, we'll probably be on for a few more minutes. I don't know. Um, Sean Curran, we all had way too much <laughs> whiskey, whiskey in honor of your final night of drinking. We love and you. And it was delicious. We love you. We love yep. We will make snake. Manhattan. We will be a guest. Heal, heal we'll those lungs. Get we'll better, drink whiskey for you. Um, podcast listeners, we will be back next oh week at Chapter oh, One. Maybe. Good, good, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>